episode 47. My Four name seven. is Justin Peach. Hey, I'm Chris. Every, hey, I'm Chris. <laughs> I kind of do that every time. Like, hey, hey I'm Chris. I'm Chris. I uh, hope you all are doing great. How many people do you know named Chris? Like, I bet it's at least 22. You mean like in it, my phone right now? Maybe. How many people in my phone do I have as Chris? I probably not a lot. I'm bad about saving names. <laughs> I have like three. Oh, that's not as many as I thought. But I bet you know more. But I bet than I know that. more. Yeah. Oh yeah. Everywhere I go, there's always like two or three Chris's. It's way too common. Justin, not as much. Not as much. But people call me Jason all the time. There's oh. lots of Jasons. Yeah. Why, how does that happen? I don't. We get people here at church. <laughs> I've been here eight years. People go, Jason. Jason Peach. No, they don't say Peach. I, Hey, thanks, Jason. And then I just kind of ignore. Yeah. There's been times where I've walked in the foyer and there's been two people and one of them is talking to me <laughs> and they go, Jason, Jason. And I keep my head down and keep walking. Yeah. That's probably mean of me. Well, they need to learn your name at some point. At some point, I'm like, okay. <laughs> so if you call me Jason, I may or may not answer you depending on who you are. <laughs> if they're super old, I'm like, I give them a break. Yeah. I'm like, I get it. Yeah. I get it. You have a lot of names. If you're 85 years old, you've known a lot of people. You've forgotten a lot of names. So I'll, I'll give also you. give somebody a break if I don't know their name. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> hey, buddy. Hey, partner. Hey, guy. Yeah. Oh, hey there. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah you have to get a break. Hey, had a good 4th of July? Yeah. Celebration. It was on a Sunday. Yeah. So we were given Monday off here at the office. Um, so, and we have a Friday off. Mm-hmm. Uh, here at church, our minister, well, you could pick a day. Yeah. Most people pick Friday off. So we got day. Friday, Saturday, Sunday was fourth. We came yeah. to work, Yeah, which we had to pull. That was a, a little bit of a scramble, but it was, you know, it's always fun to jump in and do something new. Uh, everyone here at our church leaves. I don't know what our number was. You don't have to it tell me. It was in me. the 200s. Yeah. It, it was, was it but was we usually low. hit 500. So yeah. we were down and one of our tech arts guys, our main guy, Rasco, he, uh, just texted us and said, hey, man, we have like two people up here in the booth. I need help. But we both were like, all right, let's go. And so yeah. I had to do slides. Hey, <laughs> if you're at your church and the person doing the slides, doing the song slides, hitting next, 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 and you're like, he's horrible. That's not the right slide. Give him grace. That's a hard job. A lot of pressure. I was on it trying to look, and the song leader went rogue, and I'm like, oh, no, let me find it. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. And then afterwards, I said, hey, man, he goes, hey, you know, you did a good job. He's like, hey, I kind of set you up not to succeed <laughs> that well. And he's like, I also took out half a verse there you that go. I didn't tell anybody because it talked about dragons in one of the songs. Oh. And I didn't want to sing about that. What song? I forget, we talk man. About? I forget. And you I know, just, I, pre I appreciate the insight there, though. Like, Yeah. Uh, so we sung a half a verse for some reason. I, was, I don't know. It was <laughs> weird. Um and the dragons were coming from the mountains. Is that the song? I have no idea. just make up a dragon song? <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, our Dragon from the Mountains EP will be coming out soon. <laughs> Acapella version by Acapella, Chris. Of course. Have that. Dang. Well, had a fourth. We had fun on Saturday. Yeah. We're members of this Shades Cliff pool, mm -hmm. community pool. Um, we probably talked about it before, but if you have ever seen the movie Sandlot, yeah. it is the Sandlot pool. Looks just like that. Concrete airware. Yes, barbed wire. Barbed wire fence all the way around <laughs> it. It was just like it. And so we cooked out like 200 hamburgers, 80 hot dogs for the whole pool. Um, it was good. Loving on the community. Yeah, get to feed some fun. people. We didn't pay for it. Nope. The pool did, but we put our sweat we, into it. We, we paid for it in a different way. Uh, yeah. Lost arm hairs. Yeah, we had a big old grill. It was hot. 
Um, but then we, you know, but then we had our own, you know, we had our own steaks, our own connected sausage. We yes. kind of brought our own good, good, mm-hmm. and had that. So it was fun. It was a fun fourth. Hopefully, you guys had a great fourth. And then we got together on Sunday night on the fourth at your house with some families. I smoked a bunch of meats. I smoked a butt, mm-hmm. which my son loves to be like, "What are we eating? We're eating butt." He's like, "It's <laughs> a giggle at that." Um, yeah, we had like short ribs and baby back, right? Yep. And pork tenderloin. Tenderloin, and we did a butt, and almost had the meat sweats. It was a lot of meat. I had to stop myself because I wanted to eat all of the meat. Yeah. See, my my problem is when I smoke something, I'm outside like all day, kind of tending the fire. Yep tasting stuff a little here and there oh yeah you kind of go and so yeah. by the time we sit down to eat you've already I'm had a meal so full yeah <laughs> that i can't yeah, even enjoy you kind of had that which is what we do when we grilled out it's yeah. like oh i think that burger is a little too black well that's going to be ours i'm gonna <laughs> eat that oh i gotta try a hot dog or two to make sure it's good yeah and then oh well there's connected sausage now we got steaks and it's like well i'm not hungry at all i, I am full yeah and i have not had a a legit meal um but it was all good. Hopefully your fourth was festive was and fun. fun. I was I was talking to Mary Beth about this on the way home from fireworks on Sunday night. Of fourth maybe as an adult. Christmas is probably my favorite holiday. It yeah. just is. There's a month. It's a season. The kids get really into it. Our kids don't really care about the fourth of July. Yeah. I mean they like fireworks and stuff, but it's that's for twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah. And the whole weekend. It's a, it's a lot of buildup to but 20 We went minutes. to the pool like twice a day the whole weekend. Yeah. Um, but I think the fourth for me, that and Halloween. I was going to say, Halloween is way up there for me. Halloween is fun. And you guys like Halloween. And we, we, we do, do Halloween big, too. And yeah. we get to go out in the community again. And, that, and that's a fun time. But I don't know. I think the fourth weekend might be my favorite. It's a good one. Might be my favorite holiday. Hey, oh. hit us up. What's your favorite What's holiday? What's your favorite holiday? If it's out Arbor there. Day, great. Come to, Tree, come to Tree City, USA and <laughs> celebrate Arbor Day. <laughs> go to a Tree City. You don't have to go far. You're probably in one. You might be in one right, right now. now. Uh, but, um, yeah, I enjoy the fourth. Uh, and that was good times with there. Um, hey, we got no new updates, um, but still rocking along. You guys are listening, sharing. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Give us a rating. Give us a what's up. Um, if there's an episode that you like, send it to one of your friends. Be like, hey, you may like these two babbling buffoons these over two here. two dudes. We're talking about barbecue for the first 45 minutes of a podcast. Um, well, hey, last week, really enjoyed our last week's episode. Me we were too. in Philippians 4, 8. Yes. Um, and we talked about, um, you know, whatever's pure and right and noble and lovely and admirable think about such things and we talked about what is your filtration system Mm. into your brain Mm -hmm. good things in good things out yeah um and so then we were looking at philippians 4 and we're like man if you go up a few verses and down a few verses like there's (laughs) a lot of rich things in philippians 4 so i can't say that we're starting a new series we're just continuing we are gonna bounce back a few (laughs) verses and then continue this philippians 4 series yes um on that and so what i want to do is um i just want to read four through nine okay how about that and i know you're going to take the lead on this one about verse four Mm -hmm. i know that you're going to bounce up a little bit later and read or if you want to now if you want to read one through three now sure um 
Or if you want to read one through nine. All right. <laughs> why, why don't we just do that? Let's, Let's read do one that. through nine. Philippians right. four. This is Philippians four, uh, one through nine. So then, my dearly loved and longed for brothers and sisters, my joy and crown, in this manner stand firm in the Lord, dear friends. I urge Euodia and I urge yeah. Sintiki to agree in the Lord. Yes, I also ask you, true partner, to help these women who have contended for the gospel at my side, along with Clement and the rest of my co-workers whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your graciousness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Don't worry about anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any moral excellence and if there is any, anything praiseworthy, dwell on these things. Do what you have learned and received and heard from me and seen in me, and the God of peace will be with you. Yeah, awesome. Rich. There's a ton of things. Yeah. So, so as we read the four eight and going back, we're like, oh no, we got some more to talk about. Yeah. Here in this Philippians four. Um, <clears throat> so starting off with uh, four four, mm -hmm. right? It's rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Say it again. Right. And there's a big exclamation point at the end of that. That's one thing that I hated when I hear people read the Bible. Yeah. They'd be like, rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. I'm like, hey, man, there's an exclamation point in that. Get into Why it. Why don't you put a little oomph into that last rejoice there for me? Yeah. Right? Like, he, that's a bold statement. That's a, that's a loud statement, I yeah. think, where he says rejoice. And so as we talked this morning, we want to talk about the word rejoice, but just having joy. Yeah. Um, and what that kind of, what, you know, Paul is urging us and mm. urging the people in Philippi, like, hey, rejoice and have joy in this. Yeah. Um, and for someone, for Paul, who has a lot of times where yeah. <laughs> you'd be like, you might not have a lot of joy, dude. Yeah. Um, being in prison and going through a lot of trials and things can still see it. Yeah. In there. But um, yeah. Yeah. So the context of this letter is really like crucial to understanding what, what we're gonna talk about when we talk about joy. And it is, you know, he talks about it in the letter. He's writing this letter from a Roman prison. That's, dum, dum, dum. that's not a great uh, environment to be <laughs> writing uh, a letter to people that you, you know, unless you're like trying to get some help or something. Yeah. But what's interesting is like, in these incredibly difficult circumstances, he writes what is widely thought of as his warmest letter, his most mm -hmm. joyful letter. And he just talks about the love he has for these people and the love he has for Christ. And so if you, if you disconnect the words that he's writing from the reality in which he's writing them in, it loses some of the some of the punch, like yeah. you have to picture Paul in chains, possibly in a really bad situation, writing this letter. And he's just like gushing. Yeah. His joy is overflowing. <clears throat> so it's like, you have to ask the question, what, what is going on here? Mm -hmm. Right. And I think what, what we see 
uh, in this particular section, but really all over this whole letter yeah. is the difference between joy and happiness. Yeah. I think that's an important distinction. So I have a question for you. Oh, I usually ask you the questions. I know. I get to turn around. I know. It's exciting. Can you think of a time, and I know that you can. Oh, okay. Can you, so you, you get to pick. Can you think of a time when you were really happy and what the circumstances around that situation were? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to go through the layers of what you want me to say. <laughs> no, no, you, you just answer but I, But I also know the context of joy and happiness. Yeah. But I, I would say happy, like, I, like, times as a kid, Christmas morning. Right. Like, I remember, I don't know if we talked about this. Man, we're 47 episodes in. We've talked about <laughs> all this stuff. Like, waking up one morning and... You remember those cars that are on like the magnetic uh -huh. track? Yes. Woke up that morning and had that like built like Already in set its up. fullness. And it was like, I was so happy. Like, this is mine. I get to play with it right now. And like, I think about times like that where yeah. it's like, um, just like, ooh. I would say a lot of times that I got happy was more around material things. Right. Happy when I get a new truck. Happy when I get this toy. Happy when I am... Um, doing something maybe short term for my birthday years ago, man, maybe my 30th birthday, maybe five, six, seven years ago, my wife got me a driving experience <laughs> at Talladega where I got to be in a race car by myself and drive like three or four laps around Talladega going 156 miles an hour. That's fast. It was awesome. And now, you drove by myself. That sounds dangerous. It was awesome. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there wasn't like 30 cars. There yeah. was like two cars on the track and we were spread out. Yeah. Um, like I was like giddy happy yeah. at that moment. Like I get to do this in this race car. I get yeah. to drive that fast. This is awesome. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, mine is more around those quick, um, temporary, well, I got that for Christmas. Now, I can't tell you that I was happy about that toy I got for Christmas <laughs> three weeks later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like two weeks later. I mean, I was like, hey, cool, I have it. Yeah. But. Yeah. Cool. So, I mean, that, that's, that's what I'm, what I'm looking for there. Yeah. Like all those things that you mentioned were tied to external mm -hmm. circumstances or blessing that someone gave to you, a yeah. gift, an experience, relationship, all those things can produce the feeling of happiness for okay. you. But happiness, I think, is a reaction or like a temporary I think you just said it. You were like, how happy did that race car make yeah. you for the long term? Probably not at all. Yeah. Um, it's a temporary emotional state that's based on an external event or circumstances. So, okay. So I have another question for you then. Okay. Because I was going to say this. Okay. But I thought it fit in the joy category because I figure you're going to ask me, when did I feel joy? Yeah. And you may not. What about the birth of your kids? Okay. Where does that fit? Cause, because that is a... I mean, the birth only happens once. Right. Uh, we have twins. It was back to back. So we had it pretty quick. <laughs> but um, at that moment, I was happy. Yes. But I had a bigger sense of joy uh -huh. in what was in. And so that was a external, like brought into my life like a race car. Right. But it, it held so much more weight. Mm. And so I, I, I felt more joy mm -hmm. um, in that. Uh, now, if you were to look at like, 
mentally and physically exhausted. <laughs> like I, I wasn't set up for like, this is the happy Christmas morning gay. It was like, you're exhausted, yeah. you're tired, your brain is going crazy. Um, your emotions are going crazy, but like holding your kid for the first time, a lot like a new toy, mm. but it was a different kind of joy. Mm. Right. And so yeah. I don't know where that fits into it. And it probably fits as both. Yeah. But I would guess the bigger lifelong, greater impact to the world and your life and to the kingdom and all that brings mm. joy. Yeah. Cause that's not a momentary deal. Right. It isn't that moment, I guess. Yeah. So I think, I think it, it can be a little bit of both. Um, yeah. I think that the happiness there is a reaction to, you know, this event yeah. and something big happening in your life. But that's also something that can be taken from you. Oh, absolutely. Right. Not to go to like a dark place. Yeah, no, I, no absolutely. Um, and so the joy there is in living out, God's will and God's purpose in your life and in creating a family and in, and then yeah. discipling that family. So there is that deep, deep layer of joy. Um, and so I was going to ask, like, can you identify specifically um, the experience of joy that wasn't tied to some sort of event or circumstance? And I'll go ahead and give you an out. I think that's really hard to do. Yeah. I mean, I would say kids, but I just said that. So I think another time that I felt joy, I'm trying to think back and not put my kids in that category yeah. now. Cause I, there's, there's a, there's a lot of joy, like going to Disney and seeing my son, mm. like his eyes just be like as big as saucers the whole time. Yeah. Like, I didn't have joy to see Mickey Mouse. <laughs> it may have brought me some happiness. Yeah. I was like, yeah, but like to see that in him, that kind of brought it. Um, to go back to my 30th birthday, my wife like threw a party. Yeah. And we had people from Tennessee come down yeah. and from other places. And like just having that community and mm. friends around me, like I was happy, but I felt really joy there. I felt loved there. Right. And it was deeper than like, like, I, I don't think I was given a gift. Right. And I think we said, don't bring a gift. I'm 30. Who cares? Yeah. Like, I don't <laughs> want, I mean, I would really want like a remote control car. That'd be cool again. <laughs> but, but like, I think that is when I had deeper joy. It was just kind of like this, I don't know, this like uh, deeper feeling of like love and mm. by friends and my community and my wife. And it's yeah. like, oh, this is a little bit deeper. Yeah. So I would say that probably fit. I think, I think, I think you're right on there. I think happiness is very surface level and fleeting and joy is more of a state of being. Oh, that's good. So where I would say that happiness is this reaction or something real External temporary based on what's going on right now. Mm -hmm. Joy is something that's achieved deep and internal. And I think it's the product of like a changed heart by the gospel and the uh, spirit, by yeah. by the reality of Jesus, you know? Yeah. And so in looking, going back to the text and like looking at, you know, what Paul's in prison, what does he have to be happy about? Nothing really, but what but, does but one thing, but what does he say his, his joy is in the source of Paul's joy in this letter is Jesus. Is the Lord is Jesus, right? Yeah. So, one thing that I have always liked about Philippians, if you do a little research on 
Philippi and the history of this. It, you know, it's named after Alexander the Great's father, Philip of Macedonia, military. So think rich military history. And uh, that kind of language is all over this letter. Mm-hmm. And uh, Paul, brilliant speaker, brilliant writer, brilliant, brilliant planter of churches, knows how to tailor a message to fit his audience. And there's this interesting part in chapter three where Paul basically like gives his resume. He says, if anybody has oh, yeah. grounds for confidence in uh, the flesh, I have more. He's just throwing it out there. He's, he's like, he's bold. Yeah. if you think that you've got a pedigree to be some sort of super Christian or super religious person or super whatever, listen yeah. to this. Uh, circumcised the eighth day of the nation of Israel of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew born of Hebrews regarding the law, a Pharisee regarding zeal, persecuting the church regarding the righteousness that is in the law, blameless. He's basically laying out for you his career achievements. And this, this type of, uh, message would have really resonated with this sort of regimented military mindset of people who lived in Philippi because if you walked around it was uh it was a society that was based on hierarchy and if you want to get entrance into a certain place you say well I'm Philip of Macedonia and I have raided this many whatever you know and you would go through and you would tick this off so they see this but then he pays this off with like they're expecting him to say and because I have this standing and the status you should listen to me. He goes, no, <laughs> I consider all that garbage. Rubbish. He even goes on to say he considers it poop. It's pretty funny. In, in light of who Jesus is. So you compare this resume that Paul's thrown out for himself with what he says in chapter two when he gives Jesus's resume. Yeah. Right? So he says Jesus was God. But he didn't consider equality with God something that, that should be held on to or grasped. Or attained, yeah. But he gave it away and became like, like a servant who came to earth to die. And not just die, but die on the cross, which is humiliation. It's the opposite of what this whole Philippian philosophy of life is about. He had the highest status and he gave it up for the lowest death. That's what brings Paul joy. Is that what brings us joy? Yeah. Rejoice in the Lord always. Yeah. I will say it again. Rejoice. And then that, that, that theme of what, what are you joy in? Yeah. What brings you joy? And there are external, I say external, there are times in your life that you could say, I feel like this is joy. Yeah. But if you were to put them for your own life and the way I just kind of see this right now, if you were to put them in your own life, and you were to put them on the scale, yeah. does the joy of Disney and of kids and of new job and all these things, that you, it's probably happiness, but you're gonna put it in a joy category. Does that outweigh the joy that you have in the Lord? Right. The joy of, which sounds weird, the joy of his death on the cross for you. Mm. The joy of his life given for you. The yeah. joy that you have this new, uh, um, this new life trajectory because of him right 
that should bring you the pure joy. Right. And I think there's a distinction of like this pure joy um, in that. And so he even says all the garbage that goes on, which if you know where Paul is right now, right. Yeah. That's what he just said. Like, he's like, Hey, I rejoice because of the Lord. Mm-hmm. I don't rejoice because of the chains I'm in. I don't rejoice that I was beaten. I don't rejoice at people trying to kill me. I don't rejoice in those things, but I, I rejoice in the Lord. And Paul also says, you know, before, like, to live is gain for Christ and the death is gain because I get to be with Christ. Like, yeah. he's like, hey, it's all because of Christ. Yeah. And that's what brings him joy. Yeah. And, and I think that what we come to is a decision that we get to make uh-huh. or have to make. And it's, <laughs> yeah, both. <laughs> it's, am I going to ride the emotional waves of life and let that dictate my innermost self? So when things are good, I'm good, I'm happy, I can do anything. And when things are bad, just forget it, you know, just forget all that. Or are we going to choose to reflect on Jesus? Hmm. And I think, I think we hit on this last week. He pays all this off when, it, when he says, if, if, if there is any moral excellence or mm-hmm. if anything praiseworthy, praiseworthy dwell on these things we have to choose to reflect on jesus well yeah so yeah so in eight whatever is noble whatever is right whatever is pure whatever is lovely whatever is admirable if anything is excellent or praiseworthy think about such things now we talked about that in like what you put in your brain yeah but like who what hits every single one of those categories jesus jesus <laughs> so he's even going like hey you want to have that rejoicing then you need to be thinking about jesus yeah always yeah and i think i think that we even try to put jesus and our faith and our relationship with god on this roller coaster with us so when things are going well it's like oh god's blessing me this is it i'm i'm walking the path this is it but then when something bad happens you say where's god what why why has he abandoned me you've got to you've got to remember this watershed moment in human history and that if God never did another thing for you, never provided you with another financial blessing, the child you've been wanting, good health, so on and so on, all these external things, if God never did any of that stuff for you and all he did was send his son to die for you so that you could have relationship with him, that's enough. It's that's more than enough. It's more than enough. Can can we believe it? Yeah. Can we actually hold on to that reality, or are we just going to continue to ride the wave? I think that's that that's sort of the 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 crux here because it, it's interesting where this comes in chapter four. So he's talking about some conflict in this church. Mm-hmm. So you got these two sisters, Euodia and Sintiki. Something is going on between them that is causing a conflict in the church. What does Paul say is the the remedy for the conflict? Set your mind on Christ. Rejoice in the Lord. It's really hard to be fighting with someone if you are reflecting on the joy of the Lord. (laughs) Yeah. Do you, can you, can you, can you be wrapped up in conflict if your mind is set on Christ, if your if your mind is set on higher things, yes, <laughs> i I think there's an el- I think there's an element of this is that we don't have to fully 
ignore life's surface level emotions. Mm. Well, they're yeah. going to happen. They're going to happen, right? Yeah. Like just who we are and what things are like external things are going to happen. They're going to cause us in some way to feel a certain way. Happiness or anger or despair or spite or whatever it may be. Yeah. Well, we uh, things are going to happen, but I think the the big thing is is to ground ourselves mm. or root and be rooted in the joy of the Lord. And I think yeah. you're right. Like when we say a prayer at night, uh, you know, like around like the dinner table, um, you know, and our son prays. It's it's one of my favorite prayers that we do at night because you know it's during dinner and he's like, "Thank you for mommy, daddy. Thank you for the boys. Thank you for food. Thank you for camp. Thank you for." And he'll like look around like <laughs> the toy I have, and like so he's thankful for things that were given to him. Right. Then it's like. And thank you for Jesus. His name we pray. Amen. Yeah. And we do that. Mm. God, thank you for it. Thank you for it. Thank you for it. Thank you for it. And in Jesus' name, we thank you for Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah. But it should be fully, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for Jesus. Mm. So if we don't ever have that first part, yeah. thank you for this, this, and this, our prayer of thank you for Jesus should be enough. And so the external things that come in, I, I, I think we our initial gut because we're human is going to be reactionary mm -hmm. our feelings to the thing that happened. Yeah. But I think that the length of that emotion, that surface level emotion should dwindle mm. the deeper rooted we are in the joy of the Lord. Yeah. And so if someone cuts me off, I'm not upset all day in my car and here <laughs> being like that jerk ruined that, your day, ruined yeah. my day for getting a speeding ticket. Yeah. Right. I got to spit. Why that cop? Well, you did it. <laughs> you were speeding. Right. And so you have that, but it's like, no, like that's not going to ruin who I am. Cause I still rejoice in the Lord today. Yeah. There's really emotions of death and of sickness and mm -hmm. stuff that are going to dwell on you. But is that going to affect who you are mm. on the bigger picture? Yeah. It so shouldn't. There you go. So the real, the real difference in what we're, I mean, you, we're never going to escape feelings of happiness yeah, yeah. and feelings of great sadness. That's a part of being alive. Yeah. And if you want to read about sadness, read the Psalms. Yeah. And there's a ton of raw human emotion and that's good and a part of God. And that's not, and you can go to God with those, but, uh, what we're talking about is what's your, what's your guiding, what's yeah, guiding yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And I think that one of the things that has really uh, made Christianity unique throughout its whole life, throughout history, is Christians' ability to uh, persist in joy regardless of extremely difficult circumstances. If you look back in ancient writings, you know, you look back at the persecutions that took place under Roman emperors, mm -hmm. and they talk about how joyful the Christians were as they were being persecuted. Yeah. You look at uh, the plague that wiped out so millions many. of people. I don't know how many people, yeah. a lot of people. And there's writings about how Christians were the only people who would enter into those spaces to serve and to care for the sick knowing that they were going to get sick and die also, but they did it with joy. Like this is a marker for the people of God that we have this deep 
abiding presence of God in our hearts and in our lives that allow us to move forward in the face of adversity, in good times, in bad times, and you're going to feel those emotions, and, and, and that's good, but it's the joy of Christ that lives deep inside of you. That's a maturing process. It's, yes, it, it, is a, yeah. it is a fruit of the Spirit, so that means it's going to be growing in you as you grow in Christ, and those things are going to guide your decision-making oh, and, yeah. and your inmost being. And you have to work on it. Absolutely. It's not going to be, oh, well, I have it. It's, it's it, because our human nature is fighting against that. Yeah. And so having to work and be grounded in that. And I don't know how many times, I think Paul says it a billion. Don't quote me on this. Don't fact check me on this. But I would like to see in the New Testament, especially in Paul's writings, which is the majority of the New Testament, <laughs> how many times that the, the, the phrase in Christ mm. is put. Yeah, a bunch. <laughs> I'd say a ton of times. Like yeah. You're really like, in Christ, in Christ, in Christ. And it's like he's hitting us over the head saying like, you want to do this? Do it in Christ. Yeah. Rejoice in Christ. Yeah. Live in Christ. Be in Christ. And that just goes back to all this. Like yeah. all the things going on is like being rooted in him. And I love what you said is like, if we get no other blessings, but we got the blessing of Jesus, mm. that's more than enough than we ever need. Yeah. And to be okay with that. Yeah. And to feel okay with that and say, okay, this is... This is what I needed. Yeah. And I'm okay with it. Yeah. I think uh I think one of the one of the ways that people get a little mixed up in in faith is that they think to follow Jesus is going to make them happy and to well, make it should. and to make their life well, easy. Well, and you used <laughs> you you used the word happy in the right context that yeah. we're talking about. Yes. Right? That surface level. It depending depending on the translation, yeah, the Bible, the whole Bible, uses the words happy, happiness around thirty times. That's a long book. That's not a lot to only be thirty times. But by contrast, the the Bible uses joy or rejoice over three hundred times. Hmm. We are not guaranteed perpetual happiness. But what we are guaranteed is deep abiding joy. We, uh, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say guaranteed it. I'd say we were offered it. Yes. Right. And, and, and again, that is an action step put on us. Yeah. It's not, okay, I'm in Christ. Now I'm always full of joy. No, yeah. you have to actively step, but, you, but you're right. We're not guaranteed happiness, yeah. but we are guaranteed a, a pathway to real rejoice and joy, mm -hmm. full hearts. Yeah, if we if we're offering this message of the gospel mm -hmm. as a cure all, Health your life's going to be perfect. Stuff, yeah. You're you're missing the point, and you're misleading people. But if we're offering the joy of the Lord, rejoicing in the Lord always, that's something that we can grab a hold of. Yeah, absolutely. Which is worth grabbing hold of. Yeah. Which is worth. Spending time, which is why it's mentioned over 300 times in the Bible. That's huge. I mean, and, and me and you sitting here know that this is true. Everybody listening to this podcast, whether you're in Christ or not, you know that you're going to be unhappy. There are times when you're, you're going to be sad. Have, yeah, I've been sad this week, you know, like yeah. that, that's part of being human and it's part of living in a broken place, but you can have joy. 
You can grow in joy, just like you grow in faith. I think those two things go together. The more that you reflect on Christ and his goodness and what he's done for you, and the way you see that working out in your life, that's going to produce this wellspring Mm -hmm. of joy in your life that I think is really uh, central to the Christian faith. Absolutely. Man, good stuff. Good stuff. Hitting in Philippians 4. Be joyful. Four. Four, Rejoice. Rejoice. Um, Say it again. (laughs) I will say it again. Rejoice. (laughs) That's an exclamation point. Man, I hope I get to read that um, on stage soon so I can be like, I can yell it and the sound people get mad at me. There you go. Yell that out. Well, um, hey, next week, catch us. We're going down to verse five. We're going to keep going in this Philippians. We got about six or so or maybe five, four more. We've already hit to think about. Yeah. And so we just hit rejoice in the joy. Um, next week, we're going to hit on gentleness. Uh, uh, an often not talked about topic. Right. <laughs> right. Um, <clears throat> we're going we're to talk about gentleness in there. Well, hope that you guys were blessed. Uh, I know we were blessed. And yeah. thank, thank you for leading that discussion, Chris. Um, again, you can hit us up on Instagram and on Twitter at the Bible Buffoons, uh, or you can email us at thebiblebuffoons at gmail.com. Make sure to rate and subscribe and do all those fancy things. Mm-hmm. Listen to us, share it with friends. Fancy or not fancy. <clears throat> we're not fancy sometimes. I'd say the majority of times we're not fancy. <sighs> Speak um, for yourself. I'm okay. very fancy. <laughs> uh, but hey, hope you guys have a great week, and we will catch y'all next time. Bye. See ya. Bye.